0: it's great mondays radio i'm josh levine your host founder of great mondays we help executives from hyper growth technology and social enterprise organizations build cultures that attract engage and retain top talent if you'd like to be a guest on our program hang out for about 20 minutes and i'll tell you how Hey everybody, it is Great Mondays Radio and I am super excited to have with us today. My guest is Jonathan Kendall. He's the co-founder of Virtual Worker Now, and I was really interested. I was just telling him I don't usually have folks like him on of uh, founders of the of these startups necessarily, but I thought this was really interesting because the work that sounds to me like the company that he runs is emblematic of the kinds of companies that we're going to see more and more of in the future of these distributed workforces. And I wanted to know more about it and wanted to learn from him. So Jonathan Kendall, thank you so much for uh, coming on Great Mondays Radio.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. I appreciate you having me.
0: Yeah. So let's just do a quick quick sort of uh, just level setting. So just briefly, if you wouldn't mind, what's Virtual Worker now? And um, why did you, when did you start it? Why did you, why did you decide to do this?
1: Yeah. So my background originally is in copywriting. um, And that's where I cut my teeth with digital marketing. Then I was the first employee at a proper Silicon Valley startup in San Francisco for a couple of years, ended up becoming the CEO of that company. You know, it wasn't a massive exit, but at our peak, we were doing about 15 million a year, and it was in the digital education space. Um, and so, you know, learned a lot throughout that process. But during it, we had it. We needed a lot of customer support agents, a lot of video editors, a lot of graphic designers, a lot of copywriters. And in San Francisco, locally, we were just with the market there, you know, even a customer support agent that's answering email, if you include taxes and payroll, you know, you're looking at north of hundred thousand dollars, to be honest, in downtown San Francisco. And so, just to to just like any other company, we're thinking, okay, can we maybe have our customer support be outsourced? And we started that process, but I met my now co-founder um, Yusuf Sabri, who's a you know kind of an influencer in the Arab speaking world, and he uh, said, you know what, we can also provide video editors and graphic designers and copywriters. And I didn't even think that that was possible. I I thought, yeah, there's some maybe coders and developers in Bangladesh and India and Ukraine. There's some customer support agents in the Philippines, but I didn't think of these creative uh, jobs, project managers, writers, designers that were even possible, but all of the people that he was sending us were very talented. And uh, so we just kept on scaling. And I ended up giving him so many referrals of my entrepreneurial friends. Hey, you should work with Yusuf that he said, hey, listen, you're more of an operator. Why don't you come on as a business partner and we can scale this out together? So I ended up moving and doing this full time. And uh, it's been growing, growing, growing. We haven't really done any aggressive marketing. We do some PR, you know, I come on podcasts, we do some social media, but mostly it's been referrals. And I think to your point, that's just indicative of what's happening in the market. And COVID, you know, ironically, was actually fairly good for us. I know it was yeah. bad for most people, but it was good for yeah. us because it showed a lot of businesses an example of you know an alternative way of organizing their their staff. And so, a lot of people who maybe previous to COVID thought, wouldn't have thought it was possible uh, to have outsourced uh, staffing at our level. As they're now comfortable with it and you know more willing to try it out.
0: So do most of your clients um, hire like just one or two folks um, or do they, once they sort of get a taste of what's possible, like just go all in, like, are you seeing that trend of like, well, I could just do this for for more. Like there was sort of this, there's like, there's always that like panic moment. You're like, oh my God, I need a copywriter. Right. Exactly. But but then you're like, oh my God. I mean, are they are they do you see that trend? People kind of go, oh my gosh, this is this is this is gonna change how I work.
1: Yeah. And I'll I'll say even more extreme is we do a free sample for almost everything. So for example, in web development or funnels, just using the technologies and software stacks that are available right now, we often will create a mock-up of what we would want you to do before we even send you the invoice or with social media, for example, we have a lot of social media clients. We'll cut up a video that we found of you online and repurpose it and make a bunch of fancy social media content for you before we even send you an invoice or for virtual assistants, we'll say, Hey, give us a task and we'll see what we can do. And we'll Mm -hmm. do it for free in advance. So not only are they, that just increases our conversion rate because we're just giving you a free sample, just like, you know, yeah. food at a mall. Right, um, that's <laughs> exactly. But, but also we highly encourage our clients to start with either one part-time person or, you know, if they insist one full-time person. And that honestly is to build a relationship and so that we get used to each other. Um, but over time, you're absolutely right. Your prediction is correct that they say oh well that's interesting you know maybe you can also redo my website maybe you can also help me on linkedin or maybe you can also have my accounting done or maybe you know, and, and so they keep on adding and adding and adding we have a little over 100 clients and the average client has about three people with us and mm-hmm. so uh, yeah over time some people have 20 and some people have one part-time person and kind of everything in between but right. certainly certainly we've grown with our clients and that's part of our model
0: All right. So there's two sides of this that I want to get into. One is that um, I'm having recently had a conversation with a colleague of mine about this trend of, or or this kind of back to the office. There's no replacing that kind of in-person meaningful work. So your business model is predicated on virtual. It's in the name of the business, right? So are, is, do you, maybe, maybe you have zero in, in insight into this piece of it, but to me that this feels like the opposite. You're just like picking up a person and, you know, asking them to do tasks. They're not really part of the team necessarily, or, or maybe are they, are you seeing um, businesses, business leaders looking for ways to connect, their team with the virtual workers that they're bringing in, or is that not the role? Maybe that's, you know, I'm just trying to understand or, you know, collect data to predict the future. What are you, what are you seeing as far as like teamwork? They come together, they don't care. Like what, where, where are your folks at? A little bit of both.
1: Yeah. So what we're seeing is the this idea of pods. So let's say, pods. you know, I'm a founder or co-founder and mm-hmm. then we have a couple executives that have key roles, marketing, sales, product, R&D, PR, whatever you know, your industry is, it's all going to have something different. But let's say we have five heads. So that I think can totally be in an office together and that collaborative energy. Um, but the marketing department, the head of marketing might not be doing the video editing or the copywriting or the design. They might not be literally in Photoshop doing the work. And so what we found is that a lot of our clients that are very successful is that it's this dual model where the the, the head decision makers, the creative uh, people on the team will often still be in-house. But each individual one, instead of having to do busy work, they can scale their brain a little bit more because mm. now, instead of hiring one video editor, you can hire a video editor and a copywriter and a graphic designer and a creative director for people for probably lower than the price of one person. So your head of marketing now has this team that they can execute with whatever their vision is quickly and more efficiently. And so it's kind of a hybrid model is what we're seeing. It's, you know, we're not, we're not giving people executives, obviously, or, you know, the yeah. key decision makers. Yeah. but we're able to leverage their brains and amplify what they're what they're up to by giving the company a more cost-effective way of, of of leveraging those executives.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. So basically amplifying, you're giving people their like robo suits, right, of like <laughs> exactly. their capacity. Um that's interesting. All right. So that that then kind of makes sense. Um the other the other element of this, the culture element of this, like how do you create a, a a consistent experience? I would expect that you would want to make sure. I mean, you're you know you're promising. You obviously have the free samples. You're promising the certain level of work, 100% uh, uh, English proficiency. So there's there's the the sort of like basic features. Of this, let's call them, right? Where you're like, you're definitely going to get X, Y, and Z. You got to promise these things. But then there's kind of the cultural aspect of it. So, are you putting in any energy or effort into culturally onboarding the people that you work with, as opposed to just, you know, like saying, oh, video editor, you do a great job on videos. You can come on through.
1: Yeah, 100% is very important. And the way that we approach it is by having you know, a two-sided funnel and having a very wide uh, net on the one side of the funnel. So- Which side of the funnel, what do you mean? The, 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 the recruiting side. The so recruiting the, side, you know, the, okay. the The finding the talent side. So we have to be doing that constantly. We have a full-time HR department, full-time recruiting department. And we have, through an automated system, a series of tests, so you know English, uh, creativity, specific skill tests to whatever they're applying for. You know all of these different tests before they're ever even given an interview. For us, then they have two interviews with us. Then they have internal training for two weeks, and then they're given an interview with a client. And so by the time they've reached even introducing mm. them to a client, they've gone through a month of filtration and training. Mm. And then the final filter is the client themselves because they, you know, some clients are more KPI based. This is what I need. You know, I don't need you to be creative. I just need you to do the job. Whereas other clients are, you're my family. You know, I'm going to send you birthday presents. We've had clients... Fly to countries and meet them in person and take them out to dinner and, you know, and everything in between. And so, you know, I don't want to step on the toes of the actual company culture, but I do want to give them someone that, you know, first principles is proficient in in doing the job and has the soft skills also, you know, just just the the basics of, okay, you know, when you clock in, you're going to clock in on time. You're going to track what you're doing every hour. There's going to be, you know, just all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, operations. So all of that's already built in. And then we'll always give a a new client uh, multiple uh, uh, interviews. So we say, hey, these are three people that we think would be good for you based on what we're seeing and your job description that you need. And then they interview them with one of our internal managers Uh And, and then they say, Hey, you know what, I really like, you know, John, you know, I, I really like Sally, but you know, let's try someone else for this person, or I don't like any of them. And then we'll give them three more. And so that's why we have to have this constant flow. So at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's ultimately the, you know, the, the clients, it's their business. Um, Right. but, But, you know, we're trying to filter as best as we possibly can.
0: What's interesting to me is like, I think about a a traditional business and they'll do the, they might do the proficiency tests. They, they will do kind of the cultural interviews and then they'll bring them on for their onboarding or their training. And in your case, you're not, there's no, like there are some internal practices. You got to do track this way, this way, and this way, but they're not working for you. They're working through you. So exactly. my question is what are you what are you talking about what are you teaching them in those 2 weeks right because you've already done okay great yeah clearly they've checked all the boxes and they haven't gotten to the actual customer yet so what's happening in those 2 weeks
1: Yeah so we have different departments so each department is going to be slightly different so let's use video editing as an example because we do a lot of social media So you know the first thing that we'll do is give them our software stack that we prefer so we'll say okay you're using adobe premiere but are you also using descript are you also using these three softwares that you can get audio from are you also using these two softwares you can get b-roll from this is how you search for other Mm -hmm. b-roll in the future these are our 20 templates that are trending right now in social media like so there'll be this kind of, this is what's happening in the market. And then e- these are additional softwares that you didn't learn at university. Okay. That are Upskilling. Trending, right? Yeah, b- exactly. And we kind of take them to, you know, a, a slightly higher level. Okay. And then we Great. say, okay, so now they're trained in how to produce vertical videos for TikTok. And they're yeah. also trained mm-hmm. in how to do a vlog style video for YouTube, you know, whatever it may be. And then depending on, We have managers that will say, listen, this person is actually really good at TikTok, but this person is better at maybe courses or internal company trainings or that sort of thing, more professional style. And then we'll note that as they're going through. And then when we have a new client coming in, we'll offer the person that we think is best for whatever the client happens to need. Right. That's that's an example. And like another example in virtual assistants you know, it might be project management software. Like we really like ClickUp, some people like Asana or Monday or Trello or, you know, so maybe they've used one, but we give them a quick crash course in all of the other ones. We mm-hmm. say, hey, this is what's happening with Google. You know, every couple of months they're updating how everything communicates with each other. And a lot of our clients are, okay, this tag in Google Docs needs to automatically send this to this email. And then it needs to add to Google Sheets and, right. you know, things like that that are happening in real time. We're always creating new trainings and then updating our systems accordingly
0: all right so in that there's the okay so those are the technical things I, I'm but I'm still interested in how you create a I mean there in, there's there's a consistency right but that's like how do you there's so many people that are engaging with different folks and they're going to mesh differently but you have to maybe you don't have to my assumption was that you want to create a consistent culture, this is how you provide that service. This is how responsive you are. This is how collaborative you are. Um, or X, you know, our clients expect them to be, or are you basically saying we filter them for being good, responsible workers, but then we allow them to kind of be who they are and they'll find the right match with, um, there's not a lot of virtual worker now culture that you imbue into them. They're kind of their own thing and they kind of find the client that matches that.
1: Yeah. So there's two, there's two points I think that are important here. One is that our process itself, we believe is a good filter. So if someone, let's say is two minutes late for a, an interview, they're immediately cut off, yep. is, which is the benefit of having a large top of funnel is that if any moment along the path, they're not doing things appropriately, they'll never even get to training. So yeah. there's, there's, there's a lot of like just basic professionalism filtration just happening through our process. Okay, and then great. we do have a couple of days of internal cultural training. And honestly, it's just like things from books that me and my business partner really <laughs> like, like, like a lot of Ryan holiday, like ego is the enemy or, you know, take extreme ownership of, you know, your, uh, be creative Harold Dweck growth mindset, you know, these types of things that just a lot of the, the thought leaders of our time start, you know, Simon Sinek, we have, mm-hmm. we deconstruct a lot of, uh, a lot of our favorite books, to be honest. And that's mm-hmm. kind of our, our, our first principles template for how yeah. we do the soft skills training. But, um, you know, there's only so much we can do in a couple of days. So at you know, yeah. at some point, it's like we'll introduce them to these ideas. You can learn anything. You're capable of anything. We believe in you. You know, if you need any help, let us know, and you know, take ownership and be creative and all these basic things. But at you know, at the end of the day, you, you know, they're it's it's ultimately going to. You're right. It's going to ultimately be you know, I'd say 80 percent up to the client to like really cultivate that culture.
0: You do you have a copy of Great Mondays in your in your library? I no, need-
1: we don't. We don't. I, I need to, I need to get it.
0: <laughs> you need to get that, man. It's uh, a yeah. first principle is all that stuff. Yeah. I love it. Very cool. All right. So let's do a little, let's do a little, um, game of prediction. Um, so you're here. I, I think that there is a lot to know. There's a lot to learn from clearly, you and know, you've run tech companies before you have a really great process. You've, you're not, it's um, often the kind of the outsourcing or the uh, it might be like a shortcut. And um, but it sounds to me like you're really investing a lot in your own staff to make sure that this is going right. What do you see in the future? Like what, what will companies look like um, in the future, is it just going to be more and more of these like pods that you're talking about? Is there something else trends that you've seen? What can the folks that are listening to this podcast, um, who are HR leaders in the space, how, what can they start looking for to kind of amplify or what is the end state? And they can choose whether they want to or not, but like, what, what do you see happening in the world? Uh, when it comes to the way businesses are, are structured and organized.
1: Yeah. So I think that and maybe this is not, you know, full corporate proctor and gamble where there's you know 50 layers of hierarchy. That'll but in, be last, we, that'll be the last, that'll be the
0: last bastion, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, this is it's gonna take a while to get to there. But let's say there's you know four or five layers, like it's a 10, let's say three to 50 million dollar year company, something like this. Like this is these are most of our clients are in this space, so I can only speak to this space, but What I'm noticing and what I think will continue happening is this idea of you have, you know, the founders or the CEO, and then you have, instead of needing a executive class or decision making class of 30 people, you may only need seven or eight. And if you give each one of them a pod of four or five people to execute on their vision, this is where I think the main difference is, is that more and more and more companies like mine and agencies are going to have to produce a better product faster because of AI. Because every, every person and every company in the world is having a bit of an existential crisis right now, which is like if you, i i love this this website futuretools.io and it's basically an aggregator of all of the new software all of the new ai softwares that are coming up all the time yeah. and every day it says here's the new ones you can also search you know for whatever you're looking for i want accounting ai softwares and it'll give you the fifty and why they're good or bad or whatever so <laughs> it's a really great tool but it's happening so fast that you know i know me as a business owner i'm always asking myself like what is the software stack that i'm missing that would 100% increase our efficiency in whatever Mm -hmm. it may be. Mm -hmm. And the more and more and more that happens, the faster and the better our employees will be. And so if you have someone like me, who has a video editor that's able to also use five other AI plugins or softwares to do something that in Hollywood would have taken the best video editor in the world 3 months and now a video editor with 2 weeks of training who lives in Lebanon can do the same thing in 1 hour like we're living in a different reality and the cost structure for your the the cost structure for the services that you're mm. paying for whether through an mm-hmm. agency an outsourced vendor or in house in any case the output and the speed and the quality relative to the price is changing at an astronomical pace, which I mm. think is why, you know, we're doing really well is because we say, well, listen, we're not just cheaper because we're outsourced. We're now also better. Like, yeah, we would challenge you to hire a graphic designer to sit next to you locally in Portland or Seattle and do better than our graphic designer because we have a team that's training them on all the softwares and we also are giving them access to the enterprise level versions of those softwares immediately whereas that one individual graphic designer might be in mm. their own head you know kind of doing their own project so there's a there's a network effect happening with you know what we're doing and what agencies are doing with AI that I think businesses are going to either uh, they're either at some point it's going to tip to scale where they're going to have to hire're uh, there's just going to be no reason honestly to have someone and pay them ten times more than you could now that doesn't mean that the decision maker, the creative director, the person that's in charge of you know, pushing the first domino or making the final decision where the stakes are on you. Yeah. Okay. This is the final draft. We're going to market. Then that person, you know, is even more valuable now. But all of the the micro clicks, it's it's going to get better, cheaper, and faster.
0: So you're driving the quality up and the price to to zero, right? It's like approaching zero. Uh, you know, theoretically. And so that's going to make it, um, it's, it's going to happen faster. And so you're going to see quality go up all over the place. And so that means that everybody's going to be forced to, um, work in this, in this way, you're just not going to be, I mean, what struck me, you know, about your, your model, you know, the offering that free first piece, like that's, there's been, um, you know, in the creative world, is like we don't do free, we don't do spec work, right? Exactly. And it's like a it's a it's an agreement, right? It's like it yes. is a it is a bright red line. Exactly. We we all don't do spec work, and here you are going. It doesn't matter to me, <laughs> right? Like I don't have a code. I don't have that honor code. I can. This is cost me very little, right? Where it's I can like do this in the two old, hours. Yeah, exactly. So this is really this is really interesting. So potted, uh organizations, right? So the pods are um going to I mean I, I kind of like that idea of the mech, right? Like the mech exec <laughs> of like, you yeah. know, it's like you know, Voltron or something where you have you're essentially like, I can basically get this work done really quickly, really cheaply, and in a really creative way. And to your point, the creative leadership isn't going anywhere. It's going to be more valuable. Um, and so you're just going to be able to be supported by this kind of invisible net of capacity and capabilities. It's really, really interesting. There's so many things that I can kind of imagine growing out of this, so we'll have to leave it uh, there for now, but... If, um, I can,
1: if I can make one point, I think two agencies, I really, we have a lot of agencies as clients, so this idea, yeah, 100%, we're, we're basically kind of a white labeled yeah. version of yeah. what they do. So they're client facing, they're making the decisions, they're making the creative decisions. But, you know, literally, we have agencies that have you know two or three people, but they may have 30 clients that they're working with, mm-hmm. but they have 12 video editors with us, and they have 10 graphic designers, you know, so there's I so agencies, I think, if you know, I don't know, I'm not in that world in terms of like the red line, but I think agencies now can do spec work if they want with the right software stack <laughs> fairly quickly. Right. And you know, it only takes one to, you know, to uh the union line, you know, it only takes one to break <laughs> yeah, the yeah. union line, you know. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it might, I don't know. I'm not trying to create a, you know, I'm I don't consider ourselves like a design firm, but you know, um we do work with design first so i don't know it's yeah
0: yeah 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 no (laughs) it's 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 a changing world for sure and you can choose to to get get in there or not and you are enabling you know uh, a porous borders right a globalization of creative talent and access to that and then this to me is the you know the distributed world that we live in this is the promise of being able to not just employ but but utilize incredibly um, talented people from around the world uh, and that I think is is only probably only beneficial um, ultimately for for businesses locally and you know nationally and internationally so very cool Jonathan Kendall uh appreciate it co-founder of virtualworkernow.com Uh, Check it out. He gives freebies just like at the mall. Uh, And uh, I think it's really interesting. And I really, really appreciate you talking to me about it.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio. Hey, if you want to be a guest, head over to greatmondays.com slash radio. We'd love to hear from you. And if you think this episode was interesting and your friends and fans would enjoy it, please share on social media. And if you want to get more people to understand the power of company culture in business today, please rate and review Great Mondays Radio on your podcasts app or podcast feed. It really helps us reach more people. If you want to make sure to hear more candid conversations with culture leaders, subscribe to Great Mondays Radio. And I'd love to connect with you. Find me on LinkedIn at aka Josh Levine on YouTube at Great Mondays. And you can always email me, josh at greatmondays.com. Find out more about our work with hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations or grab a copy of our book at greatmondays.com. I'm Josh Levine. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio.